it is Becky, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Joining me for this episode is Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, everyone. I totally feel like I kind of roped you in, talked you into reading this book. When I found out that it starred a Yeti and a Krampus, I was like so sold. I was going to read it anyway. Yeah, I came across this cover <laughs> back in like September, October, and then saw the blurb. And I'm like, this is on my TBR. I need to read this. Yeah, it markets itself. It really does. It really does. <laughs> um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Monster Pucker by Cleo Evans and Ashley Bennett. It is a MMF monster hockey romance. Um, and we'll link the synopsis of this book in our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. The release date for this is November 17th of 2023. Tropes. It's not a big, heavy, troped book. Not really, no. I mean, it's Faded Mates. Sports, because um, it's, it's sports or hockey. Polyamory. Monster. Um, our heroine is real size plus size and it is instant love. Yes. Which I think goes hand in hand with faded mates. I think so. Yeah, it does. Um, so this is a, this is a series that is a standalone. It has multiple points of view. We get all three main characters, Claus, Flurry, and Holly. Um, there are points of view throughout the book. Put out percentage was 5%, and boy, was that a meat cute. That is my favorite meat cute. I mean, it's also <laughs> a sprinkle of voyeurism, but uh, it's like also borderline horrifying if you know what hockey locker room smells like. <laughs> um, so we'll get into that meat cute. Uh, it is 121 pages. It does not have an audiobook yet, but I did notice on. Um, Cleo's uh Instagram that there will be audio after the first of the year. Um awesome. and who's doing it. There wasn't a third act breakup. Was there? No. No, no third act breakup. Um no third breakup. Nope. so let's talk about Claus, who is our Krampus, Flurry, who is our Yeti, and Holly, who is our sweet and bratty heroine. Yeah, so Claus and Flurry are in a relationship, a secret relationship. Right. Um, They are mates, and they have been playing on the same team together, and their relationship is a little bit complicated because Claus's first line, he's older um, later in his career, and Flurry is younger, newer in his career, kind of like a rookie phenom type player and flurry is after claus's spot on the team he is and our heroine holly is um so the book starts out holly has it's after she's caught her fiance in bed with his intern she's a sports journalist and she's determined to one-up him by any means possible and even if that means, so she sneaks into the team's locker room and gets caught, caught watching. Yeah. So like when she goes, she goes into the locker room and she winds up hiding in a locker because she's trying to get rid of her very recent ex. Um, and then, yeah. So 
Claus and Fleury have a lot of hot moments in that locker room. Like, where's the rest of the team in all this? Like, <laughs> where's the rest of the team in all this? Like, the, the, usually it's like an open... I don't know. Usually, the, like I wonder, Matt. I don't. I talk like I've been in many hot hockey, <laughs> hockey locker rooms. Like this is not a thing I've ever been in. I just lived with hockey players once. Like yeah, in the vicinity of. So I know the smell of the equipment. And I imagine it's the same in the locker room. I would imagine. But, I, like apparently I'm an expert on this now. So the locker room <laughs> is apparently always empty for the NMHL, the National Monster Hockey League. Which is great. It's so but great. I don't I don't know how like with a team of that many people in the locker room, the shower, there's many places. Yes. It's a very busy place. It is very busy. So Holly inadvertently catches Flurry and Claus in a compromising position in the locker room. Yes. And it's fucking hot. It's hot. Yeah. She's into it. Yeah, it is. And then they catch her. Yeah. And ask her on a date. The two of them ask her on a date. And there were so many really great moments, but it's only 121 pages. So I don't want to spoil the book and how things go. Um, But there were a couple of highlights for me. Oh, there is a blackmail subplot kind of happening. Yeah. And so that is really the plot, the storyline outside of the relationship in these two monsters and their fated human mate um, is the blackmail plot. Yeah. So there are a couple like things I really feel like we have to talk about. But first, I have to say this book was adorable. I really liked the dynamic that's achieved between the three of them in such a short amount of time. Yeah, there's like it's really hard for me to enjoy. Like usually I don't enjoy a novella. Usually I'm left wanting after the fact or I feel like the development wasn't really there. I feel like Faded Mates in particular works really well in this format because it is such a short book that the like the insta love component like you don't have to build up if there's like a substantial cause for the insta love and you you like it leads you to buying the HEA at the end of it all and then their relationship is really balanced like they sometimes when you get a thruple it seems like the bonds are different right but they're really balanced like all three of them are very balanced where like they're making decisions together like they're working together and they seem to have a really nice I think that comes into the all three of them I do think that comes into the difference when we have male female male it feels like a placeholder when we have male male female it absolutely feels more balanced in the relationship that everybody's committed to everybody this is truly a grouping of individuals coming together And I do feel like Cleo and Ashley did a really great job of showing the dynamic between this couple. They did, but they also like a lot of growth elements in it too for them as a couple. Like when they're making big decisions, like it's not just the 
lovey-dovey part of the relationship. It's like, how are we going to make sure we all get what we want in life outside of our relationship too? And I really like how that's concluded and addressed in the book. Yeah, I agree. Satisfying Um, ending. It was a really satisfying book. It was a very satisfying ending. And I really enjoyed this book. Um, Okay. So one of the great scenes was when Holly gets spit roasted by Krampus and Yeti by Flurry and Claus. I was like, that's a lot. (laughs) That was really great. Are we going to talk about the peppermint? Yes. Let's let us talk about the peppermint. It was a delightful (laughs) and nice (laughs) surprise, but I have to caveat this with saying I was doing a reread because I read this early right when it was came out. And so on Friday I was kind of redoing it to, you know, just freshen things up. And we got a text from Heather early on Friday morning that said, if you can drink eggnog, you can swallow, right? And (laughs) that was at the exact moment that I was rereading this section. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I mean, we go through pumpkin spice seasoning, but now we're in like the peppermint everything seasoning. Yeah. And let's just say like flurry is apparently a peppermint delight. Yes. When, when is it, it's flurry, right? That it is. Yeah, it's flurry, the Yeti. So apparently it's a mate thing too. So it's only like special for them. But yeah, so basically Holly's giving him a blowjob and discovers that his cum is peppermint. His cum tastes like peppermint. And that only happens when you are with your fated mate, which, holy hootness. I mean, come on. That was so funny. I loved it. I thought it was so clever. Like this whole, this whole little novella. It's can't believe it's just a novella. It was so good. And it was such a quick read. And talk about the holiday spirit. So that's the next question. I... Did you feel this was Christmassy? I don't know that it was Christmassy forward. It was. Well, yeah, to me. It was Christmas. Krampus and Yeti are usually like Christmas characters. So, I mean, it was Christmas enough for me. It was Christmas enough. But it was probably also more like in the diehard sense of things. Like it's Christmassy in the sense that they are Christmas characters but like I don't think it actually takes place at Christmas time or anything. She like doesn't that. really declare like a time of year that it's happening. So and I'm okay. I was I was okay with that I loved this book. I think that it's really funny. If you had asked me in the beginning of 2023 how I would feel about monster romances, I'd have been like, "Come on, you guys, they're not for me." Um, but then I fell down the Vera Valentine rabbit hole, and now I'm obsessed with these. And today was suggested to me one that is a Christmas dragon and a lady romance. I'm curious. I will send it your I way. I like the dragon romances a lot. Yeah. I have actually when I first got into romance, like that was what I read almost exclusively. Dragon romances and like very light romance in like <laughs> sort of fantasy I guess but yeah so my tastes have really changed a lot (laughs) yeah they have um anyway Lindsay thank you so much for reading Monster Pucker and 
coming on and talking to me about it. Of course. I was so delighted. <laughs> um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 